Greetings to the world. How's everybody doing out there? Hey, this is Cam, and this is still the Real Resilience Talk. We're talking to you from the great country of Japan. We're overseas right now, and we're going to talk about this here subject and try to get honest and real about the subject of resilience and what it means to us, how can we maintain it, how can we build it, how can we sustain it. And I got an awesome guest here today with us, uh, Mr. Eric. You want to go ahead and introduce yourself, sir? Yeah, thanks, Cam, for having me on. Uh, Eric, as you said, looking forward to talking about some resiliency today. That's what I'm talking about. And we're going to get into it. Uh, I do want to say off the top for anybody out there listening that please understand that we are just humans, Americans at that in most cases, but sometimes not expressing ourselves in an honest way. We do not represent any official organization. We do not speak on behalf of the DOD. Sometimes we're active duty on here. Sometimes we happen to be retirees or we happen to serve or some capacity, but we're just human beings speaking from our perspective, embracing, sponsored by, and inspired by our First Amendment. And we're gonna get into all of that today. So I appreciate you listening. We're gonna get into it. What's resilience to me? Hey, to be able to endure, to be able to keep moving forward when things don't go the way that you planned doesn't mean you won't have pain. It just means that when pain comes your way, it doesn't disable or impair you beyond everything. So we're going to get into that, and I'm just going to cut the music real quick. Second Wins by Monchichi Rex. Uncle Rex, thank you for the track. But now I'm going to turn it over to my man right here because y'all have heard enough from me. So I'm going to just shut up, and I have a, a very, very credible and incredible human in front of me right now that is a servant to, uh, to his fellow human. So, Mr. Eric, how you doing? Doing great, man. Appreciate you asking. Oh, always, always, always. I think I already asked you, so that was kind of redundant. I apologize. Social, Still doing all right. Social etiquette. He's, I, you know, you got to do pulse check. You got to check in on each other, right? We got we to always check in on each other. But speaking on the subject of resilience, boss, um, I know that you deal with that a whole lot, that subject, that content. Um, but off the bat, what is it to you? Yeah, resilience, right? I guess I should have anticipated that. <laughs> um, you know, I, I've heard it said, you know, ability to take a hit, get back up, ability to bounce back. I think all those are, are pretty accurate. I think it's just, uh, you know, uh, continually raising your threshold of quit and kind Ooh. of where you're at um, when those things happen because we'll, we, we will take hits, and they're all in, you know, different forms. Sometimes it's physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, all those different, different ways. So uh, just taking the hit, uh, getting back up, and all the ways a lot of other better people have said it before me, but – I think ultimately raising your threshold of quit is kind of how I've I've seen it personally. So you say your threshold of quit says I'm slow and I yeah. might not be the only one out there uh, that might not get it. But when you say your threshold of quit, you mean to the to the capacity to which the gauge or the the, the, the part where your quit meter is, where this is I take this much hits is my quit meter. You're saying to enhance that to be able to take more, to be able to withstand, and to raise that meter and raise that gauge. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think that's a good uh, kind of way to describe it. Uh, you probably know uh, David Goggins, right? I'm yeah, sure you've uh, yeah, yeah, read yeah. much of him. I'm sure. Boku too. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I I do like him on a lot of things. Uh, there's some things uh, he says that resonate with me, and I think the the idea that he has that um, we all have this this place where we think we get to, and that's like the end. Right. And for him, he's talked a lot about where he gets to that point. He's like, no, I can keep going. That's it. So, um, you know, we have this idea of where our quit is. And I think ultimately, um, when we get there, having the ability to say, no, I, got, I still got some left and keep going. 
Yeah. Uh, we ultimately, we have to build that over time. That's, that's something that takes challenges and difficulties for us to get to and say, you know what, I got through that. Um, I'm still here. Yeah. And then when the next thing comes, uh, this is a little bit harder, a little more challenging. You're able to say, you know, I got through that stuff before. Right. Maybe something similar, different, whatever, but still hard. Yeah. I can do it again. So it's just uh, continually raising that threshold. Yeah. Um, maybe never getting to the point where quit's an option. I also hear you saying, though, and I love it, and you're talking about Goggins, and uh, one, one thing, especially, uh, you know, we're, we're older now. Uh, we're accomplished men in, in, this, in the sense of what society standards are. But another thing is, have we, uh, do we ever really make it? Have we ever mm. made it? Because, you, you know, you, you see that often with people who are accomplished or they reach a certain point. Um, I'd argue that without reaching those those spectrums of being pushed to your limits, that uh, I, I think you wither a little bit. Like, you, like we're made for that. Like, no matter what background we believe in, um, humans are made for challenge and we're made to withstand things. And I, and I think if we're not having those and we have this mentality of we've made it, it can have a very destructive outcome for us and our overall wellness, whether it's our grit, our will, our, our, our quit meter, whatever it is. I think we, if we're not growing, we're dying. What say you about that, sir? Yeah, you said a couple things that. Yeah, I said a whole bunch yeah, of things. So yeah, I, no, I came no, off with like one thing and then I just went on to a whole thing. Sorry about no, that. No, y'all gonna, know me. I'm gonna. <laughs> you, you give me a second here. I'll, I'll kind of I'll say a lot of stuff too because you got, you said some good things in there. Uh, you know, uh, have we ever arrived? Absolutely not, right? So I'm a man of faith, and so I'm gonna bring that up a couple times here. Please do, that's just, please do, because we want to know what works for everybody. Yeah. So to tell my story is to tell the story of how God has worked in my life. That's my story. And so when you talk about we've not arrived, it kind of reminds me, it brings me to uh, a passage in Scripture where the Apostle Paul talks about that, you know, um, basically he's not arrived. You know, he's talking about he's not made it, you know, yeah. spiritually. Right, right. And so he's always pressing toward the mark. And that mark he talks about pressing toward is to be more Christ-like. Mm -hmm. And so um, when I think about uh, resiliency and challenge and hardness and, and toughness in life, you know, um, my my faith also influences that idea too. Uh, Paul himself, the same the same person, he talks about suffering, and in another passage he speaks about uh, suffering, and how that is um, that is not just a part of life, but that's the part of life that should shape us. Mm. And as Christians, as believer, as a believer myself, right. Uh, it shapes me to be more Christ-like because Christ himself suffered. And uh, so the servant is not above the master. Mm. How am I, as a servant of Jesus, to expect that I should go through a life that escapes suffering if he himself suffered? Mm. Um, so when I think of suffering in life, I don't like it. Right. right, right. Nobody, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not wishing it on myself or yeah. anybody what else. What do they call it? A masochist, I think? Yeah, right. Like, I'm not, like, enjoy yeah. It, like, yeah. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm not over here um, looking for opportunities to cry. Uh, but, uh, you know, the reality is that is what this current life is. And, and my perspective, right, is, is that that is what this life is. It is, right. it is, uh, it is, uh, it is a life of suffering in many ways. And so, yeah, we've never arrived, but every suffering influences who we are and what we are and 
to me, that tells me that there's a purpose and meaning in it. And to try to escape suffering, to see suffering as something to be, um, to always uh, get away from, or that it's like the bad thing that nobody, you know, um, should ever have to endure. I agree that it can be hard and bad, but it's also reality. Yeah. And so uh, if we're always looking to get away from it, we'll never see what can be um, the blessing of suffering sometimes. Yeah. yeah. No, I, that's, a, that's a good way of putting it. Some people here and go, what are you talking about? Like, this is a blessing that this occurred to me, right? And and no, in the, in the, in the moment of it, it's, it's survive, it's, it's get through it. Plus, it impairs our judgment. It impairs our abilities to cope at the moment because we're in it. Right. And, and don't hear us wrong, folks. And I've cited this article from the APA before. Resilience is not to not have suffering. Yeah. Resilience is to be able to endure it, to be able to cope with it. And as the commandant has said a few years ago in a mental wellness letter, to be able to move forward without being impaired. Right. Like for the long term. And and uh, and when you say that, it reminds me of, of two things. One is we're going to quote him again, Goggins. I've, I've heard him say it many times to grow we must suffer mm -hmm. to grow we must suffer and he doesn't say you got to like be on the brink of dying or anything like that but there has to be some friction and when there's not friction there's no growth right so that's one part of it so it's necessary right um and then the other side of it is there's um from north carolina uh fayetteville at that uh <laughs> j cole the rapper he has a song called love yours and and in there he said there's beauty in the struggle there's ugliness in the success right mm -hmm. and, and the whole song is like there's always gonna be somebody with something better than you there's always gonna be something else there's always gonna be a car that's better there's always gonna be you know women or money or houses or all of that kind of stuff right but you'll never be happy until you love yours mm -hmm. and that's the whole message of the song is to love yours and but what stuck out to me what you said is that there's beauty in the struggle right and then yeah. there's ugliness and the success of, of things and we've and we've all probably been through that to some degree but the guy Jason Vale, he uh, he wrote a book called the um, what is it? The easy way to kick easy way to kick drinking, and it's a it's a really good book for anybody out who who wants to understand substance uh, addiction or abuse or whatever you want to call it, or or just I mean just the struggle and getting over it, whatever that challenge may be in your life. It may be something else I don't know, but it's a good book for you to understand, or at least for you if you're going through it to see. But he says in there that we're like plants, and the plants are either growing or they're dying. Mm -hmm. There's no in between. Yeah. And he says that we're the same way. We just don't we just don't see it cuz we're so highly intellectual basically. Like we don't see it, but we're either in a state of growth or in a state of of death. Yeah. And it's just one or the other. But to the other point to bring it around, without that friction, without that suffering, I mean, you're not growing. So yeah. it's it's healthy, it's necessary. I mean, what do we do when we exercise? What do we do when we study? Yeah, we like, see that in so many different areas in our life, right? Yeah. That that uh that are kind of obvious you mentioned exercise that's exactly what i was thinking just before yeah. right and uh it's just interesting that we uh we don't have the same mentality towards our physical mental emotional spiritual state yes is that just as as goggins did say right the to grow we must suffer and you know the stoics say um the obstacle is the way the obstacle is the way that's yeah right. that's right and uh i kind of combined it to i think suffering is the way Yes, and in many in many ways, and um, that mentality only comes through suffering. Yes, we all suffer. Right, it really comes through not just the, not just suffering, but um, 
being able to have some type of um, after thought of the suffering and look back and say, you know what, I can still see there, there was good even in that, yeah. that darkness and pain and knowing inevitably it's going to happen. Something's going to happen again. Right. Uh, big, small for the world to see, for you to only see whatever it is, but um, that it's going to happen. Yes. You know, the challenge is going to come. And if uh, our energy is spent in trying to avoid it or elude it, then it's wasted. Um, so uh, suffering can be something we can grow and learn from if we're willing to. If we're willing yeah. to. Yeah. Ah, so you got to be open to it. Yeah. And see the beauty and the struggle. Yeah. Or that they, there's opportunity in the obstacle. Um, that's that's hard. And the next time we all go through something, I guarantee you, I was telling you about a few little bit yeah. of stress I've had. I'm like, I'm not in the middle of it going, oh, this is going to make me grow. Yeah, <laughs> I love this. This is great. Bring me more pain. This is what I this is, this is what I needed, actually. I was getting a little complacent. I was getting a little stagnant. <laughs> yeah. You know what I needed? I needed this. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you think yeah. anybody's going to start saying that? Right. You're crying, but uh, you start you know, laughing because it feels so good, right? Uh, yeah, that's the thing, right? It's like um, in it is – yeah, in it is not the great place, no. right? That's not the fun place. Um, I'm just, uh, I, my mind goes again to another portion of scripture. Ah, please, Sarah, yeah, please. So the disciples were on the, this is probably pretty familiar to most people, even if they're not people of faith. This, the disciples were traveling across the Sea of Galilee. They were <clears throat> on this little small ship, right? A little boat, really, not a ship, it's just a little boat. And they're going through and they see uh storms start to, kind of come up and Jesus isn't with them at the time um so they're uh they're there and um the wind and the waves are crashing and this is where they see Jesus walking on the water to him and Peter gets out of the boat and walks to him um pretty uh well-known passage but Jesus comes to their aid and then it says that he stills the waters and that little passage goes on and talks about how the disciples understood him in a, in a way that was a little different than before. How could you not, right? After a near death experience. Right. And then suddenly having the seas calmed and the, and the waves and the, and the water uh, abate and calm down. I think suffering sometimes is a little bit like that. It's like, you don't see what can come out of it many times until afterwards. Yes. But if while we're in the suffering, Oh, I hate this. This is I need to. And if we're always looking for the the way of escape and and not trying to process through in the middle of it, when we get out on the other side, we'll, we'll have oh man, I'm so glad I'm over that. Right, I'll right, never right. have to do that again. Whereas otherwise, if we have uh, if we begin to create and cultivate this idea that suffering is not only a normal thing but something we can we can grow from, then we'll get out on the other side and we'll, we'll ask questions that sound more like, okay, what did I learn in that? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we may not have all the answers to like, why did I have to suffer that way? But we can ask questions like, you know, um, what what good did come out of that? Right, right. You know, so we can look back on it and ask a little bit different questions. And I think that's actually where some of the um, resiliency begins to build is is our perspective of suffering. You mean like how we look at things? Yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> so how we look at things. Hold up. Yeah. I'm talking to a chaplain, to a man of God here. So... How we look at things can impact 
the outcome? Say, this is breaking news, everybody. Right, yeah. It's like, Tell me more. Yeah. What is this? If only someone would have told us before oh now. My goodness. So yeah. how we look at things, our perspectives. You hear it here first, folks. You hear it. I'm being sarcastic. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I think there's a couple things that are important in that. Um, one, I think you, and again, I speak as a person of faith because this is what, this is what I know and has been, that has been uh, something that has anchored me. I think there's a couple things that are important when you consider suffering and raising your threshold of quit, right? Your resiliency is, um, I think there's a couple of essential kind of ingredients, if you will. Yeah. I think one of them is um, having something that you have present purpose and meaning in. So that's necessary. Yeah, I think yeah. that's something that's, you need that's some necessary presence. important. Yeah, present purpose and meaning. Presence. So in other words... Meaning. PPM, everybody. I just made yeah, it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of making this up on the fly. So I love it. If it makes sense, I'm great. I'm loving it. Um, you know, my my faith speaks to me that that uh, I have purpose and meaning here, no matter what I go through, right? No matter what challenges come, no matter what day it is, whatever it is, that there's that I have purpose and meaning. And I think that's an essential part of what resiliency is. And... So I think that's one thing you'll see about people that are resilient. They find purpose and meaning somewhere in something. Right. right? And then I think the next thing um, is you got to have hope for the future. Mm -hmm. That the right here and now is not all there is. This too shall pass. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, yeah. Great. You've said, I've heard you say that many times. (laughs) I got to, man. Yeah. Remind myself. This too shall pass. Right. But I think maybe to add to that a little bit, this too shall pass. And I know there's something better ahead. Right. And, you know, there's a, there's a, a Latin saying, memento mori. Oh, Lord. please yeah. tell, please tell, you tell, <laughs> tell listeners what that means right there. There you go. Yeah. It means that, uh, you too shall die, right? It's like, you're going to die. Life's not, uh, remember that you will die. I think is what it says. Yep. Um, and there's a couple of, uh, a couple of different examples of where that's, been important in history i think they used to whisper it to the conquering person's ear when they came back in something like that but but where i uh where i've found it to be more most helpful is back in uh early christian church when they would bury their dead Mm -hmm. they would put that symbol of the of the skull usually or something similar on uh the place of their burial and that saying memento mori uh, while it was used in other historical places like uh the greeks and and others would use it as a reminder that you're just a mere mortal right, don't right. get don't get the big head right yeah you can die just like the guy you just killed on the battlefield for the christians that put this on around their their graves and things what it was a reminder to them is that yes you will die yes but that's not that's not all there is. Right, right. You know, death is death is the the uh, the doorway into what is next and what is better. And so, um, for a, for a Christian of that time to walk down and see that, you know, at the burial places or whatever, it was a reminder um, that there's something greater that we anticipate and wait for. Yeah. And so, when I think of um, suffering and things like that, that's what. Uh, helps me to get through some of those things is like this is not this is not all there is right 
And so hope for the future, yeah, I think is an important one. And then um, I think the last one is, and there's probably others too, right? But just thinking through it, I think the last one is a is a community Ooh, where you can yes be connected. Yes, and I think that influences the other two as well. In a, in a way, you got to have people that that uh, that are on your team that that encourage you that that. Um, that speak life to you, right? Mm-hmm. That, because uh, we can't do this by ourselves. And, you know, again, I go back to scripture and I, and I, I read how the, the body of Christ is, um, as a family, there's many, many ways this is described, right? Um, family, a house, right? Um, it's described, as I mentioned earlier, as a body. Yeah. I don't know about you, but when I stub my little toe, man, I just, I feel it everywhere, you yeah, know? Now you do. Yeah, you know? And that little thing that I never think about until it's hurting, right? Mm. And so when I think about how, how the church is described as the body, right? When we got one of our, one of ours that are hurting, yeah. like we, we turn to it and we want to, we want to, we want to build it up and encouragement, sustain it because it can't do it all by itself. And I think just practical application for everybody is like, you got to have a community around you that is willing to, to, help you through you're not meant to do this by yourself i'm so glad you said that i'm so glad you said that and there's something i've said it before on the show uh a mentor friend of mine uh chief warrant officer she's amazing uh jenna she used to say to everybody no matter what their rank was she would always say make good choices like at the like when we would depart or i'm like dang you know And, and but it it's such sound advice, like the little choices by choices, right? But the other part of it is that move. The other part of M- MGC, I, I came up with this. So don't be trying to steal my stuff out there. I'm making on T-shirts and stuff. No, I'm just playing. You can use it if you want, but MGC, so make good choices. But then the other one is move, gratitude, and connect. And I, I think it's, I mean, if you move, sometimes the, oh, well, you know, I'll do that thing when I feel like it. You're never going to feel like it, folks. It's just the way it is. Mood, mood follows action. Um, only about 20% of the time do you really feel like doing something in s- as far as movement or engaging with whatever the thing may be. And it doesn't have to be some David Goggins, uh, you know, 250-mile race or anything like that. Where just get up and walk around. Just get up and move because it can do something for you. But the other thing is gratitude. We always got something to be grateful for. But the last one is what you were talking about with connect, with community. Community. Um, there's a lot of people, and anytime I've been very, very down, it's when I've felt alone, disconnected, uh, It comes to mind, I don't know if it's the right definition of it, but disenfranchised and just alone. And and that sense of community, um, what we're doing right now um, has has made humans obviously hurt each other in in human history and stuff like that, but it's brought us and propelled us to another level when we do it together. And um, the pain shared is pain divided. But to that person out there that doesn't feel like they have a sense of community, and I know that you are in the you are in the business of building a community for people. You are in the business of taking care of that body. That, that how? What would you say to them that are that feel like nobody cares? Mm. Like I, I, I know I'm, sure I'm, I'm confident you probably talk to people that say stuff like that. Like nobody cares. It's just me. Like whatever, me against the world. F the world. The world doesn't care about me. Like what, what do you say to that person? Yeah, I'll speak to, I'll speak to two groups of people, if you will. Yeah. Um, 
and answer that question first. I've been in all them groups. So. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> first group I'll speak to is the one that you specifically address is the one who kind of feels like there's nobody out there that cares. Yeah. And uh, I would say to that person that um, it may feel that way. It may feel that way. And that's probably based on some pretty convincing historical things that have happened with them, right? So they got some signs to point them in that direction. Yeah. 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 And that's fair. To There's, yeah, that's, that's probably very valid, right? Right. Uh, we've, uh, we have life experiences that are drastically different than others that sometimes are hard to hard to feel or understand, but I think we've all at some point been in a place where we just kind of felt like unwanted, right? Mm. And for some people, that experience has lasted a lot longer than others, and it's been a lot more you know, impactful and it's, uh, it's been something beyond what maybe I've ever experienced or felt right. for many people. Right. So they may tell themselves that, but, uh, what I would, what I would say uh, to those people is, um, you know, your, your past experiences don't have to be your future experiences. So, um, there, there can be a, it can be again a future hope, right? Right. Um, and what I see in um, some of the the pain, right, and the suffering is the ability to redeem that for what's good. And for those who are who are thinking maybe that they're all alone and out there by themselves, um, there is someone that loves you. Yep. Right. There's someone who. It's probably thinking about you at that moment, mm -hmm. right, right now. And sometimes we can we can see only the the darkness. Yeah. You know, we can be overwhelmed by all the bad. Right. And it takes it takes some some sometimes some really digging deep to find the light, right? But I was what I would ask someone is just to to, to look for where is the good and, and go toward that. And I think sometimes the good is, um, is finding, finding some people that will love you, love on you. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, because there's always someone out there that will, and we can tell ourselves many things just because we have a thought doesn't mean that it's a true one. Oh, that's, that's, fast. yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking of the cranberries in your head, <laughs> that zombie, like, cause it's in your, in your yeah. head. A lot of times, like we're on one worst enemies in our yeah. heads. Yeah. We don't, uh, and I'll tell you from my experience, I don't, I don't often take my thoughts captive enough. And what I mean by that is, you know, when we, uh, when we come on some like guarded installation or something like that, right. We, we have to, we have to show our badge and things like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're taking inventory of, do you belong here? Okay. Right. Do you, do, are you permitted to enter this premises? We should do the same thing to our thoughts. Ooh, yeah. man. Did y'all hear that? Oh, please break that down, sir. Please. Please, yeah. brother, please. Wow. That's, that's, that's sound right there. <laughs> you know, we, uh, I think over time we can kind of build a little bit more tolerance to this, but I think the, the simple fact is when we have thoughts that enter our head, we we have to kind of pause them and say, hey, do you belong here? Mm. Are you, and we can ask ourselves some questions like, are you something that is true? Mm. Are you something that's good? Are you honorable? Are you something that's right? 
And if we began, if we began to, to hold those thoughts captive and ask those questions, then it may help us sometimes to realize that maybe some of the thoughts we have, they might feel like they're true. But when we begin to analyze them a little closer, I think we might can change our perspective a little bit to say, you know, that's not true all the time. Uh, or maybe, you know, that that's something that is not something I can prove, right? right so right, right. maybe it's better that that's not something I that I let linger, yes, right? Yes. Let yes. me let me kick that out. And and maybe let me replace it with something that is true. Shout out to the cranberries again. You said linger. So there you go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're singing this song. We didn't even know it. You know, and, and this, uh, I think that's a good, uh, that's, that's a good place to start is, is to start taking our thoughts captive, right? Let's, let's, Hey, are these things that, are these things I should be thinking about? Are they good? Are they true? Are they honorable? Are they right? And, uh, those, that's just a, a good place to start. So I, that's the first group I talked to, right? There's, there's somebody out there that does love you. So, so, um, so, so, uh, take your thoughts captive. Are we thinking things that are true and right? Um, second group I'll talk to in response to that question are the, the people like you and I, right? And, and other, many others that are out there, man, we see the people sometimes that are, that are kind of on the fringes or, are not, uh, quite engaged. And I think it, I think it's up to us many times to, to be the loving person that maybe that individual hasn't experienced yet. So you mean like be a light in this world and be kind to others? What? <laughs> Took the words out of my mouth. I mean, this I'm, yeah. I'm just this is breaking news, everybody. Yeah, we got some headliners today. Oh, headliners. Yeah. I mean, no, it's it, it it validates it so much to hear someone of 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 your status, of your stature, and the good you do in this world to back that up as well. To to say to to love on others. You never know who might need it at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. We. Uh, I mean. We all suffer. We we might look like we got it together, right? Oh yes. But man, it's like sometimes it's just we're just sometimes we're just better at at masking it, masking it, right? I don't say faking it. So I don't think that's a good word. I think masking it might be a better word. Yeah. Uh, but we're all every single one of us going through something. Some of us sometimes it's just a little a little easier to see. Right. But man, we we just gotta be willing to to come alongside somebody and and just walk with them. Yeah, uh, you don't have to have all the answers, right? As a chaplain, there's so many times where I sit there, and I don't have, I don't know what to say. Right, right, right. You know, I I tried, I I pray and ask the Lord to help me to give words of encouragement and and things like that many times, um, because I I don't I'm not a know it all, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But I think what I've found many times is when I've talked to people that have been hurting. Um, what I what I've heard many times is that they just want somebody to listen. Yes. Yeah, they just want somebody to just to be there with them in the midst of the of the the pain that they're in. You don't have to have the answer. I think that's what scares so many people away from helping, is you feel like you have to be the one who who fixes. Man, just being there is really uh really uh the thing I think most people are looking for. Love it that you said it because recently, you know, last month was May. We're in June now, um, but it's it's all the time. But it was Mental Health Awareness Month, and the chaplain of the Marine Corps, Admiral Cash, had released a one minute and thirty four second long video. I will <laughs> put it in the show notes. I, I emphasize one minute and thirty four seconds because I often send out links to people, and they're like, "I ain't got time to look at this." Yeah, like, bro, a minute and thirty four seconds. You can play it <laughs> on the but he says essentially what you're saying is that you don't have to have all the answers. 
Um, you don't have to point them in a certain faith or point them in a certain go to this counseling center or anything. Yeah. Just listen and just sometimes just be there. And and that's why I like this this new hashtag that Headquarters um, Marine Corps has actually put it out. It's, it's pretty good. Be there. Be there. Mm. You know, be there for someone. And, and more times than not, our peer-to-peer support is always going to be more effective than seeing the professionals. It's what we rely on more. It's that sense of community. It's like it or not, we all yeah. we got. I'm not saying those other agencies. They've helped me as well, right? But there's something that I've I've noticed that you said that was so sound is that people feel like you have to be an expert to be able to offer help. And since you don't feel like you're an expert, you're like, uh, I don't know what to do. Yeah. I ain't messing with this at all. And that's this, that doesn't really help. Yeah. <laughs> that's obviously counterproductive because now, now it might reinforce to the other person. See, told you nobody cared. Right. And, and, and here's the thing, too. I don't think we always realize that when we're in that moment of, of stress, of duress, because I'm in a today's a, a decent moment for me. It's a beautiful morning outside. We got coffee. We're in AC. Like this is a frictionless place to be over here yeah. talking about friction. Right. And it reminds me of the quote from Dr. King where he says the ultimate measure of a man or a woman is implied. We say a man because that's what we've always said about humans. Right. So the ultimate measure of someone is not where they stand at moments of comfort or convenience. Mm but where they stand at times of challenge and controversy. And I think about that in those friction states. Like, okay, this is who you are. This is who you are. But sometimes when you're in those friction states, you're not in your best judgment. Your your senses are all all alerted up. Like, you can't really see. Yeah. So sometimes it's imperative that if we are in that state, don't be too proud not to ask someone else to help guide you. Because maybe you just can't see in that cloud that's in front of you right there. But they they have a good view. They're in that frictionless state right now. They're like, hey, come here, man. Come here, man. It's, it come this way, right? And I say that because we, we throw around. And I can ask anybody. I've asked multiple groups, right? I was actually in a symposium last week with, like, I don't know how many people were there. People were shuffling in and out. But I'll say at least with confidence there was, like, 40 people present at the very least at, yeah. at this one part. And I said, what does PTSD stand for? And the whole room. Post-traumatic stress disorder. Like they just knew it, right? Yeah. I said, what does PTSG stand for? Mm. Two doctors, accredited, awesome ladies said. Where are my chaplains at? Come on now. They, yeah. Uh, the two doctors that said yeah. it, right? They said post-traumatic stress growth. Yeah. And I yeah. emphasize that so much uh, to all the listeners out there because when you're in that moment, yes, this may build you. This may make you stronger. This may make you more resilient. But sometimes, and I've read on this extensively, and you can anybody else can go read on it too. I don't have any articles to cite. But if you're able to process things mm. in a healthy manner, that means seeking out help from a chaplain, seeking out help from a doctor, seeking out help. Maybe it's medication. Maybe it's just you need to exercise. Maybe it's prayer. Maybe it's all of those things at the same time. And you're also talking to an MFLAC, right? I don't know. But it, it, you got to have a hybrid approach, an omelet approach of wellness is what I yeah. say, right? Oh, so yeah, I like that. Let me get an everything omelet, right? Because it might not be just hey, make a good T-shirt. I'm telling you I right like now, that. a wellness omelet. But if we're able to, during that point of stress or distress or trauma, healthfully, healthfully, in a well way, reach out to those places and process it correctly or in a good manner, this could be post-traumatic stress growth mm. instead of a disorder later on. And I think that's a lot of times where we get the D of it, we get the dis- disorder of it, is that going through that state, we either A, a lot of us will numb ourselves, alcohol, substances, or just, I, I don't know, just escapes, right, that aren't healthy, and we don't process it right, so it just stays there, and we don't grow from it. It just becomes, an, over time, a disorder within us. I mean, 
that's just Cam just talking crap, really. But what say you about that? Yeah, I think that's a great, um, a great thing to bring up. The fact that you can find you have growth, right? right. Even after something. I'm just like trying to incentivize seeking yeah. help, right? Like, yeah. You, oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's you say it a lot too, right? One team, one fight. That's that it. that uh, mentality, which I learned last week too. That's an army quote. Oh, is so, it? Hey, oh, I'll stop using. Army. I'll stop Pull. using. No, I'm joking. Know, right? <laughs> that's the thing. That one team, yeah. one fight, and I was like, oh, that's my. I'm just saying that, but I'm sorry. Yeah. No, you're good. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, a lot of that research, the post-traumatic growth, is that. Um, in fact, that's where. On the Marine Corps side, Navy Marine Corps side, a lot of this this push for the uh the spiritual aspect of of the warriors come in right so so by spiritual you mean like going to church could be okay. yeah oh, I, i'm being yeah. sarcastic here. yeah 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 <laughs> going to church it's it's really it's, so they so this is uh kind of the navy marine corps kind of definition of spirituality it's uh being connected to something bigger than yourself Wow. All right. So uh, that can take on a lot of forms. So the spiritual doesn't have to be religious, uh, they would say. So uh, this, that's uh, not speaking for the Navy and Marine Corps, right? But just giving a little perspective on what they would uh, publish on their sites and things like that. Um, so uh, this uh, idea of growth, the study of growth over the last 20 plus years or whatever, um, there's uh, there's been some also major studies to see like what is it that call how does this growth come where does it come from right right how do you how do you suffer and then grow and the link back to spirituality right being having some perspective beyond yourself a belief in something beyond yourself right i would define that as god but some people may define it as something different right right um is essential so so much so that the marine corps has their um what they would define as a total fitness, right? This this uh total the four the four pillars of fitness, right, right. And so you have the the emotional, physical, social one, and then you have spiritual. So right. they that is one of the the core pillars, and, and the other branches all have something similar to say right, right. about the connection of spirituality and being a um, a warrior that's prepared for battle, you know. Um, there's a, there's a quote by, um, somebody I'll pull up here in a second when you talk, uh-huh. uh, that I'll mention, but there's a, there's a need to ask what brings growth, right. And analyze it in, effectively and then say, um, how can we take what brings growth and give it to our service members, and that's and that's the that's what we've uh, seen as this whole spirituality part. And for anybody out there, I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah, that's, that maybe civilian or non-military affiliated, like this is for you too. Like, please don't think we're mm. we're speaking from our vantage point and from what we experience, but this is just good old human stuff. So I, I'm just hoping if anybody out there listening doesn't, because uh, you know this is for everyone. So this is just what we know and what we're taking from in in our service but it may be able to serve you and vice versa. So please, you know, listen with an open mind and that's that's always half the battle. So sorry to cut you off. I just wanted to say that for anybody who's like, oh, here we go with the military stuff. It's like, nah, man, this is just human stuff, dude. Like, yeah, good point. Um, you know, there's a, uh, there's a, uh, so outside the, the military part of it, there's 
there's been a big study out of, I think it was Duke, uh, did a big study. The Blue Devils? Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. Aptly named, right? Uh, a, there's a big study. Um, there's a couple of people that were very influential in that and these, these uh, uh, you know, big schools and everything. These are, these are not just like, you know, chaplains or pastors that wrote a couple of good papers. These are people that are um, in these institutions that are, that are highly, highly uh, favored and, and respected and the culminating work over like 20 years uh they they brought all of this analysis of resiliency together and what it means to to grow and across multiple disciplines right not just in religious fields but yeah. across every every discipline they can find they took all these, these 20 years of work and they they analyzed you know what does it mean for somebody to be resilient to grow and and the uh, the common stream, you know, the thread throughout all, all of that was this idea of spirituality. Wow. Yeah. Just and that's how imperative it is. Yeah. To, to have that sense. So how did you describe it when we first started? You said to give you the purpose and meaning or the thing that is bigger than you? Yeah. So I'll define I'll define it. Yeah, please. Yeah, please, I'll, I'll keep, I, people I, automatically hear. Yeah, right? yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm maybe one of them. I hear it and I go. All right, he's talking about God. You know what I mean? And and <laughs> right. you could be. You yeah, could yeah, very yeah. well be. And and if that's it, then that's that's great. Yeah. But I'll be I'll I'll, tell, I'll be authentic to myself here, right? Cuz you asked in my perspective. Um and I can only tell you what I what I know to be true. Yeah, most definitely. Right? Is that um what I find meaning and purpose in, what I find hope in the future, what I find a connected community in you know the three things that we talked about that i think kind of bring resiliency those things to me have to be or to me anyway to me they're connected uh to god yeah and they're connected to what um i believe about who he is yeah that's my anchor right that's my that's the thing that i man when i know that i i have reached the end of me that there's so much more there right right um and i'm not the i'm not here to do this all by myself so that just gives me so much more you know umph I, I don't know how yeah, to, you yeah. know i just you know that raise your quit meter yeah right <laughs> my threshold's a little higher because i know that it's not all on me i'm, I'm not i'm yeah. not the center of it all you know but for other people that that whole um hope in something beyond yourself might be different yeah. right it could be a uh, different religious perspective. Um, yeah. It could be um, maybe you're hoping something bigger is, you know, a, a future you, right? Your future self, you know, you know, it could be, um, it could be your family. Yeah. Uh, it could be the Marine Corps, the, your, your job, your people you love, you know, it might be something else. Right. Um, but I think it's, I think that is an essential part yes. of, of the growth part. Because then you're like a nihilist, right? Yeah, like, right. Oh, nothing like, matters. You know, that's all there is. So that's kind of, so for me, that's what that is personally is. No, I love it. I love know, it. I just wanted to make sure everybody understood that it's not only something, it's the one thing we talk about in the Oscar is what gets you out of bed, man? Mm, what yeah. gets, what are the things that get you out of bed? That can be a spiritual thing. It may just be going and serving in some way, in some capacity. Somebody's depending on you. That yeah. could be the spiritual thing for today. The thing that gives you the meaning. 
I, I agree with you. I think it I think it means so much and, and you know, Dr. Vincent Frank will talk about that a whole lot. Yeah. That, yeah. that finding the meaning and the suffering and, and if anybody wants to talk know, about it, right? Goodness. Oh good yeah. Five concentration camps, man. Um, but one of his mentees, um, and I'm gonna go ahead and read her off. If you're if you're never familiar with her work, Dr. Edith Eager, everyone, um, she is an amazing hero. Uh, she survived uh, Auschwitz, and uh, just just an amazing struggle, amazing story. Uh, you can listen to the audio book, whatever. I'm not getting paid for this. I'm just telling you. She has a book called The Choice and the book called The Gift, mm. and a lot of it is around the subject of suffering and finding the meaning of it. But one of the lines she says in there which jumps out at me and attacks me all the time is suffering is universal. Yeah. But victimhood is optional. Mm. And, and a lot of things I try to talk to people who have been hurting or hurt is, you know, of course we're going to suffer. Of course we're going to be wronged or things ain't always right. Or, you know, you might've been wronged by somebody in the church. You might've been wronged by a yeah. good source, but it was a bad actor in that situation. Right. That's understandable. But the, the victimhood part of it, um, I'm not saying are you going to be a victor or a victim, right? Are you going to take this mess and make it a message and help somebody else? Because the, the, the way I've said it, and I've said it before on here, is I, I've come to realize and believe, and it's given meaning, meaning, we're talking about meaning, to a lot of things that I've endured in life or I've seen others endure. I don't think humans can ever do anything on their own, bro. Like, mm. with nothing. Even even the writings of Paul or, or the writings in the religious texts of any of any of these deities, right? A human wrote that. Now, God or the force behind them may have worked through them, of course, to be able to do, be inspired to write these things or express these things. But without human beings carrying out the action to affect other human beings and be on their level to speak their language, it wouldn't happen. So I, I say that because sometimes, and we can't see it in the storm, we cannot see it in the storm. I can't emphasize enough, you can't see this in the storm. But I have learned over the years that sometimes we go through things I feel like at this point in my life if for nothing else, only to be able to be valid enough to share it with someone else to be able to help them in their time. Mm. Because the earth is going to turn, the sun, the stars, yeah. the oceans, all the animals are going to do what they do. But humans, we are never able, again, your, your spirituality, your God, whatever it may be, may be a force working through you. But as far as the action that carries out, only humans on this earth do that. And we do that for each other. So... Maybe you're only going through that thing or that, that, that mess right now only to be able to use it as a message to help someone else later on. And it's, it's given me a lot of serenity and peace with, with some things to where I'm not a victim, but I want to be a victor and use it as fuel to help someone else. Mm. If for nothing, no other reason else. And that was just a moment of clarity, a epiphany that hit me in the last, doing this podcast, I was talking with somebody. I was like, maybe that's the only reason, man. Maybe that's the only reason, because you're always trying to find what's the silver lining in this. What was the purpose? You know, what was the? Maybe it's just to be able to take it as a lesson learned and be valid and share it with somebody else. Maybe I don't know, mm. but it can't be for nothing. I don't believe in that. I don't believe it can't be for nothing. Yeah, just suffering in and of itself, just to suffer. That's that's no. What do you say about that? I mean, am I am I speaking crazy now? Am I speaking in tongues? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, you actually set me up perfectly did i yeah we didn't did. even plan you this well, this is called chemistry yeah right? it is chemistry right here this is john stockton call malone right here i'll be <laughs> right. stockton with a little shorts he'll be called malone you mind if i read please a verse no, from please. scripture please hey y'all listen listen, yeah, listen so, to this uh, man speak this is from uh the christian scripture second corinthians chapter one and if you didn't catch it i'll i'll give it to cam he can he can put it somewhere if you like but uh 
So uh, I'm just going to read a few verses here, and this is uh, this is the Apostle Paul again, and he's writing to a to uh, the Corinthians, a church he started. So uh-huh. he's he's reaching out to people he knows and got a new startup. Yeah, 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 right. He's just checking in on them, and so this is the first chapter. So he's just like kind of a intro, you know, as you would probably do to. A letter you might write, long emails, you know, right, kind of right. butter them up a little bit. That's right. You know, sandwich. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> so he starts off. Uh, so Second Corinthians chapter one verse eight, he says, "We do not want you to be unaware, uh, brothers and sisters, of the affliction we experienced in Asia." So this is uh, this is all the conflict he he had as a result of uh, his faith and the things he was doing there that was so contrary to culture, you know. So he says. Uh, for we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. In other words, we thought that we were surely going to die mm-hmm. as a result of what we were doing. You know, we had we had this uh, this phrase thrown around: like, "God won't give you more than you can handle." Mm-hmm. I hate that phrase. Yeah, because this is not what Paul's saying. Paul's saying, "Man, I had." I had so much going on. I thought I was going to die. I couldn't handle it. You know, it was so, he says, but we were utterly burdened beyond our strength. And man, I don't know if you're, if you've been there before, but I know some people probably listen, have been, or maybe they are. Or they will be. Yeah. (laughs) Burdened beyond our strength. Man, that's a good way sometimes to describe the. Burdened beyond our strength. I got to write that down. Yeah. And he says, I despair for life itself. But he, he says this, um, he says, in verse 9, he says, you know, we felt like we were going to die. But then he says this. He said, but that was to make us rely not on ourselves but on God. Mm. And, you know, to me, in my in my struggles sometimes, you talked about finding um, meaning and purpose in it. I think that's one of them. Is to, it's a good reminder. I, and I can't do this by myself. I need... I need something beyond me, yeah. right? My answer to that is God, some, someone, it may be different, but I just realize it's, it's beyond me. But, but to more directly answer your question, um, you know, the, the context is that, um, as Paul wrote here, he was just describing the, the overwhelming nature sometimes of life. Yeah. But he says this, um, you talked about, is, is there, sometimes is there, there meaning in suffering, and you, you said that uh, sometimes it might, may just be for someone else. Right. Yeah. You may just go through suffering just to help somebody else. So this is where you set me up. All right. So Paul talks about his suffering, but he says in he says in verse three, blessed be the God and father of our Lord, the father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves were comforted by God. So that we may be able to comfort. Yeah. He says, God comforts us in our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction. Wow. Yeah. So that, what you said, really resonated with me. Yeah. You know, is that um, we may not have all the answers of why things happen to us in our life. You know, there's questions that we won't have answered in this life. And, um, man, some people go through some really, really hard stuff. For sure. You know, and... And uh, it's sometimes easy for me to talk about just don't quit, get back up when I haven't experienced some of the tragedy that other people have experienced. Yeah. 
but something beyond my words and and what I hold to be true, the words of Scripture, is that sometimes our, um, you know, we don't have the, the, the why, but to just further underline what you said is that um, there is always something we can bring good in our suffering, and sometimes it is to encourage others who suffer as well. And it doesn't always have to be the exact same way. Right, right, right. Um, because... Um, you're suffering what you face and go through and the the pain and the the challenge you face you can identify with someone else who is going through something and be able to say not hey i've been there you'll get not all those things right uh, you'll get through it'll be all right that's not the thing right um but you can you can you can you can have empathy to just know that you just need to sit with them yeah right in their pain Hashtag and, be there. Yeah. <laughs> and so that in that comfort part is just being able to to be with people and their and their pain and to see it and to recognize it and to know, hey, I need to I need to help this person. Right. And you can't do that unless you have suffered yourself. Yeah. Hey, y'all heard it. Y'all heard it. Y'all heard it. I mean, there's there's a lot of people with good intentions, but they may not have the the valid experience and story that you do so it's mm. going to take you to be there for someone um if for nothing else like that might be the reason and and that helps because you know i, I mean Simon Sinek or whatever modern times yeah. we always want to know what's the why 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 start with the why well right there that could be a why as to where the next thing you go through is just to be able to share it right and in the meantime you know I mean, I think about Epictetus, we talk about Stoicism, an ancient slave, everyone, a slave who was owned, who was tortured, and then a freed man who became a very big influential people in his society. And obviously, I'm still talking about him now, thousands of years later. Yeah. But one thing he said is that, what ought one to say as each hardship comes? I was practicing for this. I was training for this. So bringing it full circle back to the Goggins part. I've heard him say sometimes people, he goes, I don't like running. I'm like, there's no way this dude doesn't at least enjoy yeah, it a little bit, right? right? And I th come on, I think he likes it a little bit, but right. I, I get the point of what he's trying to drive home. He he doesn't like it, and that's how he grows. Yeah. And, and I'm I'm similar in that thought that I'm not the smartest man, so me just be like, go that way is very simple, right? Uh, it's not too complex. It's not like, well, you have to do three sets, and it's just multiple 15, and you're not, you just run that way go that mm. way right whatever the simple thing is but he says he's not training for that race or for that you know trophy or completion certificate or whatever he says he's training for the when he gets that phone call in the middle of the night mm. that his mother passed away and i'm like man like and even though you're like well how can you equate running <laughs> and these things to losing a loved one yeah it's yeah and he says that our mind is, is like a muscle and, mm. and, and it callous your mind like we callous our hands. And I think that prepares us for those times like Paul was talking about right there in the Corinthians. Yeah. It, it, if you don't go through something, you know, Seneca, ancient Stoic philosopher, um, worked with Nero. Wow, that dude was crazy, right? Um, maybe it'd been crazier if, Nero, if Seneca wasn't there. So before you bash Seneca, just think about that. You never know, right? <laughs> but he said, a gym cannot be polished without friction mm. and nor can a man or a woman or anyone be made strong without friction so it's it's like necessary and they even talk about some i think he says somewhere in there like basically pity 
and you pity the person who has never been able to see what they're made of. Mm. Not only are you not made stronger, but you weren't even able to see what kind of, you know, metal you had. What did you have inside you? So that's where I think there's beauty in the struggle, or there can be beauty, beauty in the strength built from the struggles. But we live in a very comfortable time compared to uh, what that man was writing right there, talking about Epictetus, talking about all these, these humans, yeah. our ancestors, the blood that runs through our veins, all of us, no matter what we look like, we're made up from survivors. So we live in a pretty comfortable time. Is that got anything to do, you think, with where we're at right now and why things hit so hard? Like, because we are in such a comfortable time, mm. right? Like, took us compared to those ladies and gentlemen of those times where it was like, dude, we just need to eat today. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, and I'm not saying we need to go join the wild and, and live as our ancestors did, but that day-to-day struggle prepared them for other struggles. Whereas us today, there's a lot of challenges that are n- n- unlike any in human history. But are they making us weaker or stronger sometimes? And I'm not one of those people that want to say technology is ruining us. I'm, I don't. I don't want to sound like that, right? Because the first person that made a book, the dude was like, "No, no! If it's <laughs> right. not on lambskin and, and in your daddy's closet, it's bad." Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or the train. <laughs> they said that was like, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not. Don't hear me wrong here. But I do think we live in a very comfortable time to where there isn't so much that there was then. So when the things do come up, mm. it's like devastating. And that's not to call anybody out there who's devastated right now that you're weak or soft. I'm not saying that. Don't hear me wrong. I'm just saying in comparison, and comparison is the thief of joy, but in looking back to appreciate and reflect on what our humans before us have been through and where we are now and the connection of going through things to build stronger, there's something there. I don't know what to call it right now, but does it make sense what I'm saying? Like the things yeah. I'm kind of throwing out there. It's it's pretty much like Tourette's uh, at this point. Just <laughs> right. Saying words, <laughs> making noises with my face. It's yeah. like, okay, just say it. Yeah. But yeah, I'll just shut up. So if I hear you, you're saying, uh, do some of the comforts that we experience today um, take away from our ability to suffer well? Is that kind of, is that the? Essentially, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I think that can be true, um, and I think it all kind of goes back to if we have a perspective of suffering that it's something to be avoided, then we will constantly seek comfort. So we keep seeking that comfort and avoiding the, the but there's no growth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So all right. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. If we see suffering as the enemy to always be avoided, then and the only other perspective we could have is that of I want to be comfortable. Yeah. I need com- comfort is the way, right? right? If that is our mantra, comfort is the way, then anything that's not comfortable will seem like suffering. So for instance, right. Um, there's a, I've been trying to get up earlier, mm-hmm. just my person, my, my days are too full. So I just need more time. So, Getting up earlier. This is in general, not specific. Yeah, just in you, general. You showed up here at five fifteen. Yeah, so right. Good job. Good job. <laughs> yeah, that's a win for today. Like I'm a I'm a night owl. I, I like to sit really. I get a lot of great work done in the middle of the night when no one else is up. Yeah, I love to do that. But I I realize that um, I always I also really like my mornings as I get older. You know, so you can't do both. It's hard to do. You can't yes. burn the the candle at both ends. So just just an example, right? is um is if sleep is something that is comfortable and i see getting up early as suffering i won't do it i'm not gonna i'm not going to i'm not gonna roll out of the bed that's fair because i'm gonna i want to see the back of my eyelids more than i want my feet on the ground 
Yes. And so I will avoid it. I will say, no, that's bad. But in reality, getting up early gives me more time. Mm -hmm. I get the quiet and the stillness of the morning to, uh, to, to read, to, to pray and to invest in myself and, and to, uh, to not have to rush. Right. Man, that's so much more valuable than the back of my eyelids, but I won't know that unless I do it. Ooh, right. Gotta so I got to do it. So, uh, you talk about the comforts and things and maybe, yeah, maybe there's some things in our current era that have distracted us from suffering. But I think there's throughout all of human history that there's been the desire in us to choose what is comfortable over what is best for us. I don't mean to say that suffering is best for you, but there are definitely times when things of comfort are not what's best for us. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think comfort can be a distraction if it's some, if it's, if comfort becomes our goal, we will see suffering as the enemy to be avoided. I, I couldn't agree more. And, and I say it to kind of set up and, and emphasize to anyone out there listening how imperative it is. And I talk with, um, you know, I talk, I talk with the people I work with, my Marines, my friends, myself, 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 mm. that we, it's imperative that we seek out challenges. Not, it doesn't have to be trauma. Doesn't have to be, yeah. you know, you're not a masochist or anything like that. It could be running to the top of a mountain to see the castle it could very at well 530 be in the morning, it you know? It could very well be yeah. that. It, it, doing things that make you uncomfortable but bring a reward at the end of it are very imperative. I, again, I'm not the smartest person, so exercise is one of the quickest ways, but it could be studying something. And I don't care who you are, how much you hate school. I don't care who you are, right? I, I, I joined the military I joined service. Let me say service, right? Because that's what we actually do. It's not military. It's service, right? Old people used to always say service, right? Mm. Now we just say military. No, it's service. <laughs> we're in the service. It's an action verb. It's a noun too, but we're in service. So in serving at 17, and I had an eighth grade education with a GED. And then eventually later on, through my wife mentoring me and a few other mentors of mine, shout out Mark, you know who you are, um, I started doing some college. And anybody who does school, you know, you can't stand it, the papers and all that kind of stuff. But there is a sense of accomplishment, mm. like a little like, oh, you don't ever just get done writing a paper and go, oh, fall out and go to sleep. Right. It's usually like, I did that. Yeah. Let me go and proof. I want somebody to read that, this. That yeah. Good. You know what? Let me tell you about this paper. I just yeah. Wrote. You know what I mean? And, and, and but you didn't even want to. You hated yeah. it, you know, but it, I, I'm, I'm saying it as an example of other things. But I do think in our overall comfortable state of being humans right now, mm. living longer than ever before, um, I mean, just, just the way we don't even have to leave our house. That's never been a thing in human history. Like, you don't have to leave your house to live. You can do that. You can work yeah. at it. You can uh, DoorDash now. I've I seen the Hulu commercial. You can DoorDash stuff to your house now, uh, stuff in the convenience store, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. Just we're in such a comfortable state that it's imperative, if, if never before, if like never before, to seek out things that will make you grow, that will make you uncomfortable to be able to grow. Because if not, I feel like we'll get com too comfortable. And through comfort, we'll get complacent. And then when we get complacent, well, now we're a target and we're withering mm. away. Or we're doing what I said earlier, what Jason Vale said, if we're not growing, we're dying. Um, and I just don't think we're made for that, man. I just, as human beings, I think we're made, we're not to suffer in a negative, horrible way, but we're made to endure. We're made to, and, and sometimes I've learned over the years that if I don't have those challenges, if I get to a, <sighs> besides to rest, because rest is necessary, I fall off hard like i just fall off and i start doing something stupid um it's just the way i it's the way i'm wired but that's me and everybody's got to get to know themselves but i just think it's very important that we have challenges um especially today 
Yeah, and they could be little ones, right? Yeah, just that, just that getting yeah. up early, man. It, it, that's that's a, yeah. th- that's a challenge that you said I, I don't want to do this. It's uncomfortable, but you did it. You know, maybe it's make it like they said, Aaron McRaven, make your bed, make your bed, yeah, yeah, clean your house, Jordan Peterson, keep going, right? Kalish, your mind, uh, in the sense of what David Goggins says, go serve others, like. I think there's so much. I, I think the last episode I did is probably sound like a recruiting commercial because I was like, <laughs> I was trying to talk to that young person like me out there, and I was like, man, just join the join the service. Like, don't care what branch, don't care what you do, go to firefight, go volunteer at Goodwill, you know, go work at you know if there's a soup kitchen or 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 an outreach shelter where you're at or something. Like, go coach youth sports, go do something because in doing that, it'll yeah. give you a sense of purpose and you can garner. That community, that meaning, that purpose, and you obviously got to be presence for it. So we hitting your PPM right there, right? But to not go internal, to go external, yeah, is is imperative. I feel like, but we're all at the same time we're sitting there going, but I just want to be happy, I just want to be successful. Yeah, it can't happen on yeah. its own, you know. Yeah, I think it's important to define what people mean by that. What, what do you? How do you define happiness and success? You know. If those if those things are simply defined by, um, by what we get, right? Self. Yeah. Man, me. that's just yeah. That's just, there's a lot of emptiness in that, and I think what you just said is so good because, man. So you said a couple of things. I think to kind of sum it up in my mind, accumulate some wins. Yeah. Some simple wins. Simple right? wins. Yeah. Simple. Just accumulate. If you feel. If you feel right now overwhelmed, if you're like, man, this world is just hard, and it very well could be, and it's true, it, it, this world is hard. Yeah. But I just encourage anybody just to um, give to somebody else. Yeah. Give some of your time, some of your energy, a little bit. Seek to do a good thing today. Yeah. One good thing, right? Um, and then it could be, an encouraging word. It could be calling your friend you haven't talked to in a while and say, "Hey, man, I've been thinking about you. What's going on?" It That's could, so true. You know, it could just be, and that could be a little win in itself, right? I encourage somebody today. I, I, that should make us feel good, right? Yeah. It could be something you're talking about. Get involved in some youth sports, right? Volunteer somewhere. Um, help somebody else out. Yes. You know, be, be a be a light and a help. Even in the midst of your pain and darkness, right? It could be such medicine. Man. Yeah, it, it is a medicine to it, the bones, it, right? It is. It's good. I think there's so much truth in that. And, you know, um, sometimes we do need to, to, to rest. But the point of rest is to recover. Right. So that we can get back at it. And get back at and it. And so. That's right. um, we're here for to yeah. live. Live. Yeah, that's an action live. verb, man. Yeah, that's, there you go. You gotta, yeah. That's an action verb. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm, don't hear me wrong. I'm not saying be a masochist or anything like that, but there's so much good to be done in this world. And, you know, I actually heard Oprah Winfrey talk on this. She was on a commencement speak recently. Um, have your opinion about Oprah, but she says some good things from time to time. She's, she's done some good in this world, but she said that she went down the list of all of our common problems right now. Mm. And she's like to all these young people at this commencement speech, pick one to go fix. Pick one oh, to yeah. make your passion. Yeah. Like she went down the line on just so much of our issues right now today. And we can all sit here and probably all point them out. All the many problems and corruptions and da, da, da. Well, go be a light to that. Go be a light to that. But again, Victor Frankel, remember this, folks. What is to give light must endure burning. Mm. And when I heard that man, when I read that he said that, yeah. wow. And we want to be a light in this world. And you want to shine. And you want to help. And I'm going to let this little light of mine and all that, right? But just remember. Whether it's the candle, the filament, and a light bulb, whatever, what is to give light has to endure burning. So some of us who 
essentially burn in ways and suffer, but you could be a brighter light in some ways. And maybe that's going to prepare you to be a consistent light for others because you know where they're coming from. And that's relatable. And that's what sometimes people need. It's just, like you said, just go out there today and just do that random, random as a kindness. Can, it make you feel so good. It yeah. really does. And if it doesn't, you probably need to go talk to somebody. I'm just, you know, I, 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 I'm serious. <laughs> I, I really me. want you to please yeah. go talk to your chaplain. Go talk to a doctor. Go talk to somebody. If doing nice things for other people does not feel good for you, please recognize that and go address it. But I guarantee it doesn't. Yeah. If you're listening. Um, and it, ki- kindness is like, man, it's such a motivator. Yeah, and it's yeah. and and it goes and it's the it's the the motivator that works both ways. Right. Like if I if I am kind and good to somebody, man, that makes me feel better, and then it obviously makes them feel better. I, it's a know, gift that keeps giving. Yeah, it, just, you both get something off of it. But that could be the thing for you today. That could have been your only reason today for being alive mm. was to have that moment with that person to encourage them, right? And again, I don't think humans can do anything on our own. So I just, at the very least, but I say all these things because we're talking about resilience and we're we're talking about people being made stronger. All mm-hmm. the things we just said make you stronger and yeah. make you make you be, being able to cope with things and endure things. And like you said earlier, perspective. It's like if somebody said that you were the worst human being ever in an email and you never saw the email or never were told about it, it happened. Mm. But does it have any effect on you? No. No, because, and just think about how many things like that in life are like that. So I'm not saying be naive or we can just dismiss things, but at the same time, we're going to give things power by the way Mm. you think about them, by not vetting them, by not saying, let me see your ID card thought before you come through my gate and come into my mind and now catastrophize everything in my head because I overthink things. Because intelligence can sometimes lead to depression, Mm -hmm. right? Mm. It's because you overthink things. But sometimes simplify it and just kind of just keep moving on, man. Like Sam Cooke said, keep moving on. That's sometimes all we can do is just keep moving on. And again, suffering is, it's inevitable. It's going to happen to all of us. But I think there's a difference between being a victor and being a victim. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of survivors I know of some traumatic things, and they use it to help someone else. Maybe not in that exact thing that they were traumatized in, but in another way, in another area. Um, and it can, it, it can just really be medicine for your soul. It's food for your soul. It's a spiritual experience when you go outside of yourself and help other people. Mm. And I just encourage anybody out there, try it. Just try it. You know, a, a lot of times, especially Americans, man, we're, I mean, it's, it's just us. We always want perfection. We want in the military and Marine Corps, we want perfection right now. I want prime now. Yeah. Right. That's not how life works. Some of the best cook is slow. Some of the best food is slow cooked. Mm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? The best workout results don't come off of like a three week crash diet that you can't maintain. It's, yeah. it's that consistency. Right. So I just I say that because um, it takes time. It's going to take time to know yourself, to know what works, but to just sit around and be like, it's not perfect. Just try it. Mm. Just try it. Like, don't look at things through the lens of, is this going to make everything perfect? No, no, no. Is it going to make anything worse? No? Okay, I'll try it. And it might just be that day I talked to the chaplain, but I also took my medication that day. Mm. And I also did some volunteer service that night. And I also went to open mic and read a poem. And I and then I also, that week, I, I went over and to pay personal professional development and I learned about budgeting. I don't know, but I don't think it's just going to be. I went and talked to the chaplain. Everything's perfect. I went and talked to the doctor. They gave me medication. Everything's perfect. No, 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 no. It's like even the supplements say on there. Like, 
something I forgot what the disclaimer is, but basically you're not going to drink this protein and become Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> right. with a healthy lifestyle <laughs> yeah. and, and fitness program or something. It's there's says, other things this you will need. supplement and enhance. This yeah, is an yeah, enhancer. Yeah. This isn't the it. There's no real it. It's like a conglomerate of a, a cocktail of all of it. You know, hmm. um, I know I digress there, but I think what I'm saying makes some sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, I'm a perfectionist. Right. And that's man. That's a, and I've had to grow out of that actually. Yeah. But, and I, uh, I I don't remember who said it, but this is something that that I've had to remember. It's perfection is the enemy of progress. Ooh. And if we're looking for something to be perfect. It will never be so therefore we will always have the mentality of we're failures we're not good enough um and uh i think it, over, overall you know just to talk a little military talk real quick is military military men- mentality about most plans is like give me to get me to like 80 percent you know yeah. of figuring it out and then we'll just go forward i've tried to kind of shape my life around that a little bit yeah, i don't have it all perfect, i don't have good to, enough yeah <laughs> i don't have to have it all figured out you know what i'm saying let's yeah. let's just uh let, you know let's just let's just make it happen and see what happens i'm not sh- saying to be flippant with life but right right you just don't have to have it all figured out and you know um lots of times i have people come in and, and, and speak to me about things and i remind them like you know our time together we're not gonna come to this sudden conclusion and i'm going to give you some advice and just all like sudden, one workout you know you totally right, shape, right yeah yeah so y'all hear that right like there's so many people that come one time they go i told a japan one time i didn't work out yeah Dog, it's not gonna take one time i guarantee you it won't come to be come prepared uh lower your expectations that doesn't uh, mean don't come though yeah or no. you're not gonna get anything out of it or that ain't even worth it because i ain't got five sessions to spare Yes, you do. Yeah. You might as well. What else are you going to do? Yeah. You're going to stay like you are right now because this is obviously the definition of insanity. You can't expect the same behavior, the same outlook, the same things you're doing and expect different results. Yeah. You're going to keep getting what you're getting, folks. So try If you want to get something you never had, you have to do something you never did. you got to change it, your perspective. And it might just be going to talk to the child yeah. more than once. But expectation management is important. They're like, I went. I talked to him. I didn't see the Lord when I was there, and <laughs> right. the light didn't shine on me, and everything's not made perfect. He doesn't wear a halo. I don't know what's wrong with him. Uh, what is up with this guy? Yeah. Eric, what, what you said you were, spe- you know, like, please. It's the same with all of these things, whether it's telling a chaplain or, or working out or reading a book or it takes more than one rep, y'all. Yeah. And we got to be willing to endure it. Look at babies walking, right? Just look at babies walking. Mm-hmm. They get up, they fall, they fall, they get back up. Like, but they don't even know. They're just wired as a human being. Yeah. They haven't been jaded yet. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Like to be like, oh, it doesn't make any difference. There's been no baby that's been like, you know what? Walking, nah, I'm not, <laughs> yeah. Unless they just literally can't. There's no right? adults uh, just uh, scooting around anywhere. Yeah. Just like, what I happened don't with you? Walk. A lot yeah. of trauma. Just never, never figured this one out. Had a lot going on at that time. No, yeah. we just figured it out, right? Yeah. In the midst of a lot of stress and chaos. So, expectation management. You, people come to you. And they want you to fix it all in one time. I, yeah. I cut you off, but I wanted to reiterate that point. No, I think you you said it probably better than I could. And the baby illustration is actually another perfect segue. I was going to say is uh, it's just one step at a time. You know, one step. It's not you're not. It's not uh, you know leaping to the the end state. That's not realistic. Right. It's just it's just about taking one step forward. Yeah. And no matter where people are at today, right? We talk about people. Hey, just get out. And do good, volunteer, whatever. Just take one step toward it, right? Um, go find out what it takes to volunteer. Just yeah. show some interest. Hey, just like I said, reach out to that person. Or maybe you, when we were talking to somebody today and somebody's listening, man, resilience, and they're just in a hard place and it's dark, you know, 
one step in the in in the in a, a direction, right? A direction. Ma- ma- a direction. Go. And you know if it's a yeah. bad one or a good one. Yeah. Come on, folks. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. not let's not act like we're that like you know we know intuitively what is a good choice and a bad choice. Yeah. So back to Jenna make good choices there you go and you know what that next good choice is and it's just one rep at a time i heard a metaphor recently where somebody was like you can't see you know you're in the storm you can't see the trees in front of you everything's blocking your view but can you see the next step can you look down and see the next mm. step take that step yeah okay you're in it again can you take the next can you see the next step take that step and sometimes that's all it is and then over a while it all adds up right yeah. like it does brick by brick talking about stoics and all that kind of stuff jocko wilnick retired navy seal mustang what's up mustang (laughs) officer said rome wasn't built overnight we've heard that since the beginning of our childhood rome wasn't built overnight i I got it you know what you know he said though rome also didn't fall apart overnight either Mm. and that's something to think about it didn't it didn't It, it did not fall apart overnight it was a brick by brick decay right yeah just as much as it was built up brick by brick, it was tore down brick by brick. It took hundreds of years to build up and hundreds of years to tear down. It wasn't just overnight. So think about that and the next choice that you make. What is your personal next step? Is this going to bring you closer to the person and the things you want in life? Really the person you want to be, self-actualized, be the best version of yourself, or is it not? Take that step. And then the next one, and then the next one. And and I'm serious. It sounds so trivial and, and you're like, this is so corny. It's like Tetris every day. <laughs> it all yeah. adds up, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, uh, I think sometimes we view um, the resources out there, whatever they might be, right? It could be the the official ones or the unofficial, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we kind of look at them as uh, maybe with the same perspective we do like a self-help book, right? So we have uh, – it's, it's incredible, right? You go to the library today or whatever – like tons of self-help books tons, like, let me just like tons. tell you and i'm there's some good ones out there right but uh i think some of the perspective when we read self-help book this is gonna if i if i read this book and then i will do the things i will just reading the book will help me to all of a sudden i'll just be the person that this book says to be Oof. man i'll just I'll tell you like uh there's you some did, stuff you, I, probably, you might be disappointed huh yeah yeah right you know i put off reading some of goggin stuff for a while because i'm like i don't know man he talks about <laughs> what's taking, this in my head i'm convicted. yeah, yeah right <laughs> he's talking about taking cold showers and getting up early and running lots of them i don't know about that so uh you know but if we if um it you know it's just the same thing if you read yourself a book and all of a sudden just because you read it you think all of a sudden you're going to internalize and just be that all of a sudden right like it's just going to happen um there's there's disappointment in that right because there's just a lot of there's a lot of ownership that we have to take over true whenever we we uh uh we come across that type of stuff that we hear this podcast is the same way like we talk about it but we got to live it got to live it yeah. talk is cheap action speak yeah um so uh you know we when we seek out resources help whatever it might be uh, that's uh that's somebody speaking speaking life into us speaking help encouragement all those things but uh there's uh there's a part of us right where no matter where we're at we have to we have to choose to take the step yes and um we want to be the person who comes alongside and helps or whatever but there is there's an ownership piece in that within us that yeah. we have to choose it's on you yeah it's on you and, it's, and, and yeah and, and that trauma and those people who hurt you listen to me 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 those people have won enough Mm. They have taken enough away from you. Don't let them take this next step away from you. Don't let them keep winning. If their whole intent was to see you suffer and to see your life be ruined forever, 
you are letting them win again and again, and you're still allowing them to take away from you. So don't do that. Let's be a victim. Let's not be one of their victims. Let's stand up and make the next right step. They have taken away enough from us because I know out there, listeners, there's somebody that's really, really hurt right now. And it's like, you know, just tore up. And I, and I, I, I might not understand exactly what your experience was, and I'm not going to take that away from you in any way, but is the way and means you're living your life, how you've been living it, is it bringing you to a place of peace and serenity or is it bringing you to a place of destruction and pain mm. and only you can answer that and i say this a lot that it's on you you just said ownership extreme ownership it's on you now when i say it's on you that doesn't mean you're alone in your struggle but ultimately folks let's be honest it's on you it's on free will free will yeah. it, it, it's a it's a double-edged sword right so please hear what eric's saying here that it's on you you have to make that next choice. But if there's anything in there, somebody's out there like, they did this and they did that, they did this. Well, don't let them do this too. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, bitterness is is a prison that we lock ourselves in, but Amen. yet we hold the key. Oh, Lord. The key uh, is forgiveness, and that's what unlocks the door of the prison we we keep not for them, in. but for you. Yeah, yeah, for yourself. That's, man, yeah. that's that's so hard to comprehend. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And and I'm telling you that Dr. Edith Eager, look her up, y'all. Y'all can listen to her on YouTube and stuff. She's been on a few podcasts, but her book, The Choice, the cover of the book, The Gift that she has, there's a book called The Choice and the Gift, mm. is a key. A key. Yeah. What do you think she's symbolizing there? Yeah. You just said it. Yeah, and, that's and good. To be a prison, to be have your own concentration camp in your own head. Mm. And she survived Auschwitz and had her whole family murdered. Wow. Like, you talk about, I had a bad day, right? Like, and I'm not saying compare, but also to reflect and mm. say, wow, and to appreciate yeah. that struggle. And somehow now she's she's a great grandmother. She's She actually became a counselor. And talk about goals and stuff. One part in the in the book, in the series, uh, she was she was doing good as a counselor, working with Vietnam veterans and stuff like that. And somebody said, you should go for your doctorates. And she said, yeah, but I'll be 50 by then. And the guy said, you're going to be 50 anyway. You know Ooh, what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. It's, so if you're putting off that one goal, like, you're yeah. going to turn that age anyway. She's like, yeah, but I'll be 50. And now she's like 90-something, and she's been a doctor for all these years. Mm. So Dr. Edith Eager, I'm telling you, one of my personal heroes. But there is a beauty in the struggle. But so much of what you just said that bitter you talk about somebody who does i mean would you understand if she was bitter the rest of her life yeah joseph magdala killed her whole family the angel of death like that they called him murdered and almost sexually assaulted her you read the book and hear the horrible details but she could definitely be bitter yeah but she's not yeah and, and she, you can hear her story i'm not going to try to tell it but goodness gracious she she unlocked with that key mm. her own escape from that prison, yeah from that and yeah and, and that horrible horrible that wasn't even that long ago. So we can't get complacent, folks. That mm. was like two people ago, right? Like that wasn't even 100 years ago that that stuff went down. So something to think about and to yeah. appreciate and have gratitude for what we may have in front of us right now because that struggle. Uh, Corey Tinboom is... Uh, Corey Tinboom. Yeah. How do you spell that? Um, C-O-R-Y-T-E-N. It's okay because Google will tell me that I mean so. Boom! Yeah, B O O M. Yeah, yeah. Put me on the spot. I got to remember how to spell it now. I don't spell or do math in public. That's right. Here uh, we are, though. Yeah, yeah. We're growing. This was a struggle. We just grew a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, she, uh, she also went through the suffering of the Holocaust as well. Oh, Lord. And she has some great books out there. But one thing she talks about is, you know, she's a Christian, and she was speaking at a church after 
the war was over. She was speaking on forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she kind of told her testimony, her story, you know, and, and she, th- this is in her words. She talks about how at the end of the service, the, a man comes forward. And she said, as the man was probably 15 feet away from her, walking toward her, she recognized him. Wow. He was one of the guards. Get out of here, man. At the prison where she suffered. Wow. And she said when she saw him, she just relived a lot of that emotion. Mm. And she stood between the decision of feeling the way that probably she was very entitled to feel like right? right. most people would probably agree um anger all the other emotions surely that would follow right and then she was reminded yeah but you just spoke on forgiveness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she said the lord kind of reminded her that um forgiveness is not just something you talk about mm. it's something you know, as we already mentioned and many other things we talked about today is something you got to do right it's not a gift you give someone else it's it's often a gift you give yourself wow and so she uh as he closed the gap between her she decided that she was gonna show forgiveness that's and that's what uh she told him when he came up to her and he had shared with her how he had changed and and that came from, you know, a work of, of the Lord and him. And, uh, you know, that's just her, her testimony, her perspective of something that was in anybody's categorization of been traumatic. Right. Right. But she talked about how, how freeing forgiveness was for her because she could have easily held on to all those emotions and feelings, but forgiveness was the key to escape all that. Wow. And for him, right? Because she talked to him, but for her, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, we uh, we digress a little bit, a little, uh, you know, but I think uh, when we talk about suffering, it, it we can't disconnect the fact that people have done us wrong. For sure. And a lot of this, our suffering comes from, you know, things outside of our control, whatever. Yes, yes. Sometimes it comes as a result of our own bad decisions and mistakes. And sometimes it comes as a result of other people's decisions and mistakes against us. So no matter where we're at, you know, sometimes we even need to forgive ourselves. That's, that's yeah. true. That's so, very uh, true. Yeah, right? it's one of those, one of those challenging things, but yeah, um, I'll have to, I have to read that book. I'll add it to my stack of books it's, that are it's unread. Something. I'm a, I, I wrote her name <laughs> down too. Cause if I don't write it down, there's an old Chinese proverb that says the dullest pencil is sharpening my memory. Mm, so if yeah. y'all ever see me, I'm always with like a note card, index card, a little journal or something. And I got little quotes on it to brainwash me. One in fact, Talk about Holocaust survivor, Dr. Victor Frankl said, mm-hmm. for success like happiness cannot be pursued, it must ensue, and it only does so as the unintended side effect of one's personal dedication to a cause greater than oneself mm. or as the byproduct of one's surrender to a person other than oneself. So point being there is go external, folks. Go external and however you can, whatever capacity. There's something that you've been through that someone else can learn from or maybe there's something else out there for you to learn. And it's like yeah. my, Dr. Maya Angelou told her son, if you want to get a friend, be a friend, right? 
and and uh, yeah, there's 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 horrible people in this world, but I am confident, and I'm sitting in front of one right now that there are still more good people in this world than bad. We just got to come together and outnumber them. Okay. Yeah. Good right. people revolution. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But um, and then the other thing which you said about control, Epictetus, happiness and freedom begin with a clear understanding of one principle, and he calls us the chief task in life. Some things are within our control. Some things are not. Mm. A lot of us spend, and I would say waste time, waste time on focusing and stressing things that we cannot control. Like, honestly, Mother Teresa, if you want to you promote world peace, go home and love your family, mm. right? Um, it, it obviously takes more than that, folks. But as far as what we can control at the ground level, what's our next little step? Think about it. Assess it. What is it in your area? Is sitting there watching the 24-hour news network or watching whatever celebrity gossip, is that making you the you that you want to be? Or is that pulling you away from it? Is that giving you more time with your family, with your kids, with your community? Or is that taking away from it? And I'm not trying to bash those things. I'm just trying to say that a lot of them are focused on things we have no control over. Yeah. It's just distracting. And I think about, you think about some of these influential people who live short lives but have a huge impact. Bruce Lee, he said, if you love life, don't waste time. Hmm. For time is what life is made up of. Yeah. How many of us waste time? And I'm guilty of it, too. So I just, hey, this yeah. too shall pass. So enjoy it while you got it if it's good. And if not, well, guess what? This too shall pass. But the main point of this whole entire podcast is I want everyone to understand. We've talked to many a different uh, caregivers and stakeholders out here. And, and I'm talking to one right now, a chaplain, right? The, the, the stereotypes that go along with that. I'm, you could listen to this whole episode back forward and everything. He's a down-to-earth man that you can just talk to. And as a human, right, that's been there, that's a credit in these areas. So don't rule out your chaplains, your religious ministry teams, wherever you're at. It doesn't matter where you're at. It could, you could be active duty. You could be in the military. You could be working in a fire department or a police, whatever. The chaplains are there. Mm -hmm. Now, are they perfect humans? Nope. None of us are, folks. But they may just be that one that could help you or help someone else you see that's hurting. But do not suffer in silence. It is okay not to be okay. Yeah. It is okay not to be okay. But what's not okay is to ignore it, ladies and gentlemen, to ignore it to the point to where you make an irreversible decision. And that's literally what the Commandant General Neller said a few years ago, which inspired me, has reassured me, um, has a lot to do with, with what we're trying to do here is to tell people and let them know it's okay, man. It's okay not to be okay. We're not always hitting on all cylinders. Not every moment's a comfortable, convenient moment. Sometimes it's those challenging and controversial moments that Dr. King spoke of, but don't be afraid to reach out for help because the, the last thing we ever want somebody to do in their cloud of judgment is to make a permanent decision for a temporary cir circumstance. Make a permanent circumstance out of a temporary problem. Hmm. However you want to word that, all of this is temporary. This too shall pass, so please don't make a permanent, permanent solution. And I'm talking about death by suicide. I'm talking about harming other people. I'm talking about mass shooting. I'm talking about inflicting something evil on yourself or someone else that is completely contradictive to the person that you were made to be and what you're capable of. That's not to victim blame or victim shame. That's just to say, let's push forward and take a next step in a new day and maybe help somebody else out and maybe use this as a testimony, this test, make this mess a message, but mm. please don't let it just die with you. Don't do that. Don't choose a permanent solution. Reach out for help. It's okay. It's okay not to be okay, but don't make a permanent decision. And there's people out there that want to help you. But guess what? As great as Eric is, as well-intentioned as I am, as well-intentioned as Behavioral Health is, the community counseling program, wherever you're at, your CO, whoever it may be, your star major, whoever is your mentor, all of these people are well-intentioned, your wife, your husband. But they're not mind readers. We don't know what we don't know. So help yeah. us help you at the same time. Own it. 
but just know that it's not just you against the world. We're here to help you. So just know that, please. I just want to always make sure that message is front and center for everyone to see that. Hey, man, <laughs> wellness omelet, dude. What do you yeah. say about that, boss? Yeah, um, I'll just say, you know, I think I can speak for all chaplains here. You don't have to be religious to come speak to a chaplain. We just want to meet you where you're at. That's right. And care for you. Uh, because we we love you as a as a person as a person man because uh, you have you have value J- just be- you know because you're a human being that's right we start with that that baseline you are valuable and you're you you mean something and uh and you're worthy uh uh to be cared for and loved and so you don't have to be religious we just want to care for you but i'll say too if there's anybody wondering like i don't know about getting help whatever you know there's this thing i heard this and this and that uh, so I'm a chaplain. I'm also a human being, you know. That's right. Headliners, right? And it's like, whoa. But this is breaking news. Uh, so you're also yeah, a human. Yeah. This is crazy, folks. American citizen and you pay taxes. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, everybody, breaking news. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, though, I have, I have uh, seen chaplains. I have, as a chaplain, I've gone to other chaplains. For, I needed a chaplain. Right. Several times. I've gone to, to uh, behavioral health. Yes. Right. I've gone to sessions with the counselors over there to the docs up there because I knew that I needed I needed something. Thank I needed you. some extra. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, that. that is. So a man who helps seeks help. <laughs> right. This is crazy. Yeah. But, but even even outside of your lane of purview of profession, you sought help at the behavioral health and mm-hmm. the mental health clinic, not just through your chaplains. Like it wasn't just the chaplain. Exactly. Yeah. So a chaplain's even saying that. Right. And I and it's, it's just because life is hard, you yes. know, and and. And I'm, I don't have all the answers, and I, I, I had to learn that about myself. You know, it's just it's like I, I need help. Yeah. And you know, I I know some things, but collectively, everyone else knows so much more than me. Amen. You that, know, man, and real. I'm just like go go to the to the people who can who can help me. And I and I you know I just say that to anybody who's wondering where you should go is like uh, get help, man. Start with your your roommate. Hey, That's man, right. I'm struggling. Start with uh with your family back home hey i haven't talked to you in a while but i just want you to know this is going on i need some help start with uh you people around you that you know wherever just start somewhere yeah take the step right Trust. now today. yeah give someone the benefit of the doubt yeah that they want to help and care for you no matter what your past experience is there's a reason when we drive in the car that our rearview mirror is so much smaller than the than the the windshield Oh, you know, you're not supposed to keep your eyes looking back. That's right. Momentarily. Yeah, we can remember where things we've come from, but the view ahead should be the focus. Yeah. And so don't define your future by your past. Let redefine it, actually. Um, And there's people that want to want to help. And so I just no matter where you're at, no matter who you are, everyone is in need of help in some way, shape, or form at some time. So uh, give give the people around you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Tell them what's going on. Share a little bit. Um, let them be a light in the darkness you're, you're going through. And trust them. That's, that's so key. That's so key. I, you know, it's um, if you've had bad experiences as well, that might be a good teacher because be the help that you need it. Mm. Be that sergeant mm. that you needed. Be that corporal. Be that sergeant major. Be that captain. Be that lieutenant. Be that father. Be that husband. Be that mother. Be that friend. Be that sister. Be that brother that you needed. Yeah. 
be that to someone else be the person that you needed because that might you might oh wow i definitely know what that means <laughs> you know what i mean i know yeah. you have an idea you might have been shown by example you might have been shown how never ever to be right i don't know what that means for you that's on all of us to find out but start owning it folks don't be a victim be a victor um suffering is it's unavoidable but victimhood is optional and if you've been a victim so far okay all right tool chop it up learn from it now you have a testimony in that and you go and you share it and you help somebody else but like he said start where you're at now start with your roommate and because this is the fact that matter folks as human beings wherever you're at whatever pocket of society you're in like it or not we are all we got like we are yeah. all we got and i'll give you some homework you can go look up the concept of sympathia the ancient greeks and romans had it but basically we're all connected we're all interwoven and everything we do or don't do affects each other so like we're here anyway right like we might as well have a good attitude about it we might as well make the best of it because i've done the other way dwelling and sulking this sucks everything's stupid they're stupid nothing matters like that hurt i almost didn't make it through that you know what i mean so i'm just saying man count your blessings move gratitude connect to people but be the person that you needed man and for any mm. leaders out there yeah. any leaders out there to quote general neller one more time i'm always quoting them lead like you want to be led lead like you want to be led and what is a leader I'd say anyone who is affecting a person or a situation. So therefore, I said rank has nothing to do with it. Be the leader that you always needed and whatever that means. Really appreciate y'all. I appreciate you, Eric, for your time today. We actually got to go to work now. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. is there anything in closing you'd like to say to anyone out there who may be listening, man? Yeah, you know, uh, first of all, I appreciate you asking me to come on. Thank you for speak. being I, here. I do it's, appreciate it. It's so it. good to get your perspective and to share it. Yeah, it's, Thank an, you. it's an honor to, uh, to be asked. You know, I, I would I would just say, um, you know, no matter where you are today, you're on the side of a place where you're you're kind of going through the suffering, or you're on a place where you come through it, and maybe maybe you're just listening today, um, looking for just a little extra help for whatever. Just no matter where you're at today, I I just uh, um, want to encourage people to know that there is something beyond this. Yes, you know. There's more than just this here, and I'm I'm reminded again of the the Latin phrase "memento mori." Is you know, remember we shall die. No matter and, and just how does that speak to you today? I hope that encourages you. Actually, yes, it's like we we have this life to live, um, and in, in some in some essence we talk about we're living, but in reality we're all dying, right? You know, Literally, you know, how, yeah. how do you view that? Uh, you know. Um, you know, I think about I think about uh, that phrase "memento mori." It, it actually gives me some great encouragement to know that this is just not all there is, and there's something beyond this. Um, and uh, to remember, I will die tells me that I need to take it. I need to I need to seize the moment right mm. now, the time I have now. And so, no matter where you are today, I just encourage you to to look for something beyond yourself, yeah. some meaning and and purpose. I find that in God. Um, something that gives you a future hope and then find a place of community where you can feel belonging and that you can encourage others around you. Cause you do matter. You do matter. Everybody yeah. matters. Like, Hey, we're not all special. Okay. So, right. We are all important though. Yeah. I think our problem is some of us think we're a little too special. Sometimes nobody's special, right? We're all important though. And yeah. we need to take care of each other and just lead like you want to be led, take care of those around you. And Hey, I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and exploit it more or endorse it more hashtag be there be
be there yeah. for each other. Be there. And sometimes, like Rear Admiral Cash said, and what you've heard Eric say today and me, myself, sometimes being there is not having all the answers, but just literally being there for mm. somebody and just listen. And you don't have to say it's all going to be okay, or you don't have to say, I know exactly what you're saying. Sometimes people, that'll push them away. Man, just love on people, man. We're here anyway. Might as well. Yeah. Again, man, I appreciate your time, dude. I really do. Thank you. All right, thank and you, thank you for what you do every day. Like, it's an uphill battle, this whole thing, but, hey. One team, one fight. <laughs> one team, one fight. That's what it is. I want to thank you all for listening. Uh, thank you for tuning in to us. I'll say again, we are sponsored by nobody, but we are inspired and protected by the First Amendment. So that's what we support and defend, and that's why we're using it here. But I just want to tell everybody out there, man, good or bad, bro, ma'am, sir, this too shall pass. This too shall pass. Thank you for listening. This has been Real Resilience Talk, Episode 12 with Eric.